Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, here's some good news this year. The Girl Scouts are teaming up with Grubhub for contactless cookie delivery. And in a related story, eight-year-old Anna Watkins just passed Elon Musk to become the richest person in the world. But this uh, raises an interesting question. Can it really be considered buying Girl Scout cookies if a coworker isn't guilting you into ordering more boxes? <laughs> According to a new report, The Office was the most streamed show of 2020, but mostly because we wanted to remember what one looked like. A woman in Canada was fined for breaking COVID curfew when she was caught walking her husband on a leash and tried to claim he was a dog. Even worse, she was also carrying a plastic bag. Health officials announced that later this month, all international passengers traveling to the U.S. will first be required to show proof of a negative coronavirus test, which is a little like when they ask you to shower before you get into the pool at your Vegas hotel. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. So much to talk about in this episode of After 9. Yes, there is, sir. I want to start off by saying I apologize for yesterday. Kat, I apologize to you. I apologize to the half a million listeners of After 9. When you upload the podcast on this great platform that we've got here at Chorus Entertainment, you upload the podcast, but you have to assign it to a playlist. So while I did upload the podcast yesterday morning, right at 1030, like we always do, I didn't check off the After 9 playlist. Oops. And that's why it was there. It was published. It's just you couldn't actually see it until about 2.30 when somebody was kind enough to point out, hey, where's the fucking podcast? Hey, where are you at with that? Mm-hmm. And thank you for that. You can do that. And we will always let you know if we're not going to have a podcast that we know of. Like if it's during the week and we can't do it for some reason, we'll usually give you a heads up. So if you don't do that and it's not there, you can let us know. And uh, Scott has now formally apologized to all of us for this. So that's good. Oh, I definitely owed that to everybody who was waiting yesterday. Having said that, there was a lot of downloads yesterday. So thanks, everybody. We are now under the provincial stay-at-home order. It kicked in at midnight. For those listening outside of Ontario, we've got this neat thing here in Ontario. It's a curfew, but it's not a curfew. It's uh, rules that you have to stay home all the time. Whereas a curfew is just during specific hours. This is actually a step further. So here we are. All staying home, and and there's still some questions. I'm, I'm getting people that are messaging me today during our FM radio show. Doesn't look like a stay-at-home order. Still a lot of cars on the road. It, yeah, I'm sure there is a lot of cars on the road. There usually is during rush hour. One thing I would say, though, is I don't think we'll know till this weekend how effective or not effective the stay-at-home order is working. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking maybe Friday night. We take a look at the traffic cameras around Toronto. Friday night, Saturday afternoon, that's when we'll know if there's a lot more cars on the road or if people are going out to gather or get together with a friend or doing things that are not considered essential. Oh, speaking of essential, there's still some confusion about that. And we did a whole podcast about it yesterday. and, And I think the underlying message, we said it before the premier did, is 
You can only leave home if it's essential. And if you're not sure, it's probably not essential. But it's amazing to me how many people just can't comply with anything. Just doesn't matter what it is. They just don't like it. So the order specifically from the government was stay home unless it's essential. We're intentionally not going to define everything that's intentional or that is uh, essential. Yeah. We're not going to lay out everything because what's essential to someone who lives in a downtown Toronto condo is very different from someone who lives on a farm in Leamington, for example. You know, you may not downtown Toronto think it's essential that someone goes to Home Depot to buy a generator. In your downtown condo, you probably don't need a generator. But if you live in a rural property somewhere north of Muskoka, yeah, a generator is probably very essential with all the freezing rain we've had in the last couple of days. So there's a lot of different scenarios where it's essential to you but not essential to them. What I think is essential, you might not and vice versa. But there's certain things that I think we all understand are not essential. If you're going to – I mean maybe you think getting laid is essential. Maybe you think a good sloppy BJ is just essential right now. That's probably not. Is you think that's the main reason why? Like, because trying to think of the differences between lockdown and now this stay-at-home order, what were people doing that was not essential but still counted as okay? It was going to visit significant others or something, right? Right. I'm, what else is there? Right. You know. You know, there were still people though that were getting together with friends, and I get it. We're a social people. It makes perfect sense that you'd want to get together with a friend. Oh, my buddy just had a baby. I'm going to go over and see the baby and drop off some gifts and shit. Not essential. So now what's going to happen is the police have the power to pull you over. They always did, by the way. But now they're going to pull you over and they're going to ask you, where are you going? Why are you out? And if you say, ah, my buddy just had a baby and I'm going to drop off some gifts, they're probably going to write you a $750 ticket. And when you go to court, you could be thrown in jail for a year. Is that actually going to happen? No, of course not. In fact, I don't even think cops are going to be pulling people over. I really don't. I don't see them just randomly seeing a car on the roads and thinking, no. fuck, light them up. Let's go. I don't think so. Well, I don't think, frank- quite frankly, they have time to do all of that. And there's still a lot of people who are essential workers that are traveling right now that are going back and forth and driving around. I mean, I drive weird hours for work. I, I don't I still even with that said, I still don't think that that means that I will be one that people will pull over. I, I don't think right. so. I th- no, but I do think that if you do get pulled over, maybe you've got a broken headlight or your uh, your license plates expired, whatever it is. If they do pull you over, don't be surprised if they ask you the question and you need to have an answer ready. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. It might be for another reason. You're right. You may be pulled over or at least they'll give you an excuse of another reason. But here's the thing is that, again, I go back to what we were talking about yesterday. There's I I, I guess loopholes is the only word I can think of. But there are so many loopholes for you if you do get, quote unquote, caught going. Let's say you are going to go visit somebody um, and it's not allowed and you're on your way there and whoop, whoop, you get pulled over. You've got a shit ton of excuses you can use that's perfectly fine and legitimate. Because, Mm -hmm. again, like you mentioned, what's essential for one person is not essential for others. It's essential for me to take a drive uh, around for my mental health. It's essential for me to do this. And how, who are they to argue with you unless they can find just cause and proof that you are about, you are about to do something and you didn't even do it necessarily, maybe, that, that you're not allowed to do. It's, I, I think that we should worry less about that portion of it. Like worry yep. less about people getting caught or you getting fined for doing something. Like right. everyone should calm down and realize 
what you've been doing before, I'm sure, is good. The fact that you're even asking the question means you've probably been doing most things right, everything right. So you're probably fine. Uh, I had a couple of people DM me yesterday, still confused, like, well, I might have to pick up my son, you know, because he, he lives with his dad, but I have to travel, you know, to a different city to do this. Am I going to get arrested? Like, no, my God, it's your child. You got to go pick them up. Like, that is a completely different completely different scenario than you just driving to someone's house like you mentioned sure we'll use that we'll use that uh, example to to get laid or something that's mm-hmm. it's 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 essential for you to go pick up your child it's essential for you to have caregivers right now so you need sure. to go pick them up to and from all of those things are essential for me sometimes it is essential to get my kids in a car and go for a drive i'm gonna do that still that doesn't change for me I mean, there's anyway, there's a lot of different reasons that you can be out and about. I do not see people randomly getting pulled over, if not for a just cause anyway. Like, I mean, watch what you're doing on the roads anyway, but it's going to have to be something fairly egregious for you to actually get charged. I think. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Oh, I think so as well. I think they need to, like I said, they need to have some kind of a proof that you are blatantly disobeying the laws. And we all should know what they are because they're absolutely everywhere. So you should know what you should be doing and not doing. So if you're scene gathering and you're, you're doing a party in a field with 20 people, yeah, you're going to get fucked over with that. Like, there's like no that's way where you'll probably get jail time. There's, exactly. There's no way around that. You're blatantly being an asshole. Uh, when it comes to the new ro- the new rules, but if you oh I I was driving to the store to pick up uh you know a pen because I'm out of ink but I have other options like don't worry they're not gonna fucking like, they're not going to get you so everybody just needs to calm down with that. What bothers me the most with all of this is 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 just that it's so conflicting and i know there's different levels of government i get it the federal government hasn't shut down airports for example so we can't really blame the provincial government and their new laws for the fact that the airports are open so it's like stay at home oh make sure you support local only if it's essential make sure you don't gather with anybody but five people is okay if you're outside or if you're inside sometimes that's okay like there's so many ifs ands buts it's such mixed messaging right now that you understand the confusion it's a it's a it's a fuckery is what it is it really is I totally disagree with you. I don't think it could be any more clear. I'm actually glad that the government didn't give out every scenario because that's where it gets confusing. We've been doing that since day one. If you want to leave the house, it's got to be to uh, get essential goods. And then everybody's got a million questions like, okay, well, what if I need this and what if I need that? You know, they'll say you can leave the house uh, to pick up your kids from from daycare. And then someone will throw in the whole, okay, but what if the daycare is at my mom's and and my other kid lives with his dad? You know, there's always going to be a but what about? And all this did was take away the but what about? Now you have to ask yourself, is it essential? And I mean, a hundred times out of a hundred, it's going to be essential when it comes to your kids and their care. Obviously, that's essential. Uh, going over to see your girlfriend, I don't know that that's going to fly. But do you not think it's a little mixed and weird that they have to stress how many people are allowed to gather in this memo, but you're supposed to stay at home? But it's okay if you can gather in groups of five, for example. Uh, that's like, no, Tell no, no. me how that makes any sense. Tell me sure. how they're saying stay at home, stay at home, stay at home. Oh, but for example, this morning on our radio show, we had a woman who has a walking group with five people. And all the mayor could say is, based on what, by the way, the provincial government says is, yeah, it's technically allowed, but we would encourage you not to. So tell me how that's not mixed. Tell me how that's not, hey, guys, go ahead and gather at five. That's fine. Oh, but stay at home. That's 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 confusing. Uh, See, and again, I'm going to disagree with you. I I think as far as that's concerned, I'll read you the specific statute from the stay-at-home order. Attending a gathering for the purpose of a wedding, a funeral, or religious service rite or ceremony that is permitted under the Stage 1 order 
or making necessary arrangements for the purpose of such a gathering. If you need to get together and have one of those life events, it's got to be outside and no more than five people. Also, if you're someone like me who lives alone, you're allowed to join one other household. They would prefer that you do that outside and distanced or wear masks where you can't physically distance. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that the point of the five people gathering is not so you can have friends over. It's okay as long as you stay outside. But it can be a loophole is all I'm saying. If you want to make it a loophole, but how bad do you want to break the rules? That's all I'm saying is it can be a loophole. You're still allowed to do that. So a stay-at-home order, it's a lot less order than it is a very stern suggestion is all I'm saying. For some Mm -hmm. people, that's how they will read it. They will read between the lines, and that's where some can – maybe I shouldn't even call it confusion. They know, but they're they're going to be able to get away with it. They are loopholes. No, because think of it like a tree. Uh, A Christmas tree. At the top of the tree, you've got your little angel or your Santa or your star. That's what this is. Stay home unless it's essential. Now, below that, there's a couple of exceptions. Like if you want to walk your dog, if you've got to go out and get essential goods, if you want to take your kid to daycare, if you want to go for a walk around the block for your mental health and such and, and, and an exercise. But again... You've got to ask yourself if it's essential. Now, if you're saying to yourself, uh, my essential reason is I want to have some friends over and we're going to have a few drinks socially distanced in the backyard. You may not be doing anything wrong by having five people over the four people who showed up, though. They're doing something wrong because they didn't leave their house for an essential reason. And one other thing I would say about that when it comes to uh, the fact that you can have five people is the ability to assemble is right in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. That's a charter right that we are all afforded as Canadian citizens. And I don't know that any government wants to go down the path of revoking a charter right. So really all they can do to not have to reopen the Charter of Rights and Freedoms or use the notwithstanding clause is restrict the number of them. And if you want to assemble, I suppose five is about the minimum where you could consider it an assembly. But I think that that has to do with some legal arguments, too. The Rather than restrict gatherings altogether, just severely cap them at how many people can be part of that gathering. And that's also going to apply for your COVID protests, because you know those are coming. If you want to march down Young Street holding up signs that say masks kill and the vaccine is implanting microchips okay you have the right to do that but don't have any more than five yeah, people we haven't seen and you too have many to of distanced. that since the vaccine by the way since the vaccines have started to be implemented across everywhere really we haven't seen a lot of that and it's kind of surprising to me i haven't anyway uh we're going to talk about army hammer coming up in just a few because this story is fucked up like it, it is just weird on so many different levels first off i do want to acknowledge the number of people who have reached out to me that seem to be special education teachers and this has come up a few times now there seems to be a big push to try and get the spec ed classes closed did you are you getting these messages too from special ed teachers that feel it's not safe or not right that they're in school for the special ed kids that can't distance learn, but the other teachers get to work from home? Are you seeing that? Um, Here here and there, I'll see people just pointing out what they're doing. I, I don't see a ton of complaints, really. I've had like three or four of them. I think people kind of understand that if they've got an issue that we'll bring it up on the podcast, and, and we certainly will. It's just I'm not sure that this is an issue. I'll, I'll give you an example. Somebody messaged this morning and said, uh, you know, I've got to deal with um, – helping kids go to the bathroom and and uh, they're sneezing and coughing and they don't wear masks and it's not safe. And I thought part of the reason that 
the teachers had the same PPE that nurses have is because of that scenario right now where the special education kids need a place to go so they can continue their education. I mean, you have a right as a Canadian to an education Um, and and because they can't do it online because of their uh, whatever their different ability is. They have to actually go to school. Is that actually dangerous, though? Like if the teachers are protected, aren't they protected? Uh, And is the compromise really closing the schools altogether so that those kids have nowhere to go? Yeah, I mean, each individual might have their own, will have their own story for that. But I would be curious and I would ask those people who do have that concern. What is your concern exactly? What part of that has changed for you week to week? Like, what about when the kids were in school, you know, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, what what has changed now in the job that you're doing because you're able to be in there? Is it just because you're there and they're not and you feel like you're putting up more of a risk and it's not fair to you? Is that why? Like, I feel like that would be more of a reason. Well, I did flat out ask somebody like, listen, is this really I mean, the whole toileting issue and stuff like that. I mean, you were doing the exact same thing this time last year. Why is it not safe now when you've got the the full PPE to protect you? I mean, you've got the masks and the the gowns and the gloves and and the face shields and all that sort of stuff. Is it really a safety issue or is it the fact that your colleagues get to work from home and you don't? And that's what I'm trying to understand is what is this inherent risk here? But it does seem like a lot of people are reaching out now with this complaint that special education kids are allowed to go to school. I I, I honestly don't understand it. I mean – they have a right to an education, don't they? I, I thought that's what the point of the Education Act was, well, is that they have yeah. a right to an education. So if I'm missing something, feel free to correct me or to point out what I'm missing because I don't get it. I don't understand what the issue is. It does kind of seem like there's people just who don't want to go to the building when their colleagues don't have to. And I'm just trying to understand why. Uh, certainly not pointing any fingers. One other note on this, and then we'll move on. The London Health Sciences Center. London, Ontario, their CEO has done five trips to America since the pandemic began, including a trip over the Christmas holidays. And the CEO admits it was to visit family. Well, this leaked out that he did these five trips and the board decided, okay, we're going to have to let you go. I mean, uh, the, the public backlash is just crazy here. People are very upset that you as the CEO of a hospital traveled five times during the pandemic, including over the holidays. We got to part ways here. Now that CEO has filed a wrongful dismissal suit against the hospital. He's seeking two and a half million dollars in compensation for lost income over the period of his contract, which was supposed to go until 2023. By the way, two and a half million dollars for two years left on his contract. That tells you how much money a CEO of a hospital is making. Yeah, lots of money. Lots he of also money. Want, he also wants damages for a loss to his reputation. And the reason he says this is wrongful dismissal, and this is an unproven statement of claim filed in the Ontario Superior Court, he says he was terminated in bad faith. He says he discussed with the chair of the London Health Sciences Board of Directors at least three times, and she expressed support mm-hmm. for his need to travel south of the border. So do these people get a pass if they asked first? I don't know. You know, it's, I, I'm, 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 I'm not black and white on this. I'm not. I'll be honest with you because I don't think it's like, this guy got to get fired in this. Is it stupid? Yes. I mean, we mentioned that before. I think, what a, if you're in that position, 
what a, what a stupid thing to continuously do. I mean, this wasn't just a one-time getaway, which some of the, which is some of the cases that we're hearing about, a one-time getaway over the holidays. This is someone who's going back and forth and back and, back and forth and still doing what they're doing for a living. Mm-hmm. Like, how dumb, how, for someone who's very smart, I'm sure, how stupid is that? But aside from that, again, um, it was allowed. And if this doctor really did get the support, do you think maybe he has a point? You know, he might. And I'm going to use the example, a local example for me. As everyone knows, I live in Halton region. I live in Milton. And our chief of police, Steve Tanner, who is a fabulous chief of police, by the way, this guy is a cop's cop. He does the job so well. He represents the community great. He was in the news because he did a trip down to Florida to deal with a real estate matter over the holidays. People were very critical of the chief because the messaging is stay home. But he went to uh, the U.S. to deal with a business matter. Well, people were calling for his resignation. And then it came out. He asked permission. He went to the head of the police services board and said, this is what I'd like to do. Is it okay?" That trip was approved. Mm -hmm. So is this really on the chief for doing it or is it on the person who approved? I know. Thank you. Well, that's that's why I do think that this is they need to probably dive into it a little bit a little bit more, because if there's truth to it, I mean, if it was approved then he's not the only guilty one. Yes, he is. He went away, and what a dumb thing to do. But he's allowed to do it, and what he did wasn't illegal also. So it's, I don't know. I, I, I tend to side with, eh, maybe he should get something extra out of it. I'm not saying he should go back to the exact employer because that might be an issue, but I, I don't know. It just That kind of severance, weird. though, is crazy as a taxpayer. The fact that we have to pay somebody $2.5 million to get out of their contract when they violated the provincial health yeah, orders. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh that, all allegedly, by the way. Messed up. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's in front of the courts. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, of course, allegedly. We have to ask. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, Let's get to Army Hammer here. Speaking of allegedly. (laughs) Yeah, really. First off, who the hell is Army Hammer? Because I know I know Mm. that name. I've heard him. I've probably seen movies and and I just don't really put a face to a name here. What is his big role or why is this guy famous? Okay, so Army Hammer is uh, an actor and he's been uh, in many different movies over the years. I think you might remember him from The Social Network. He played the Winklevoss twins. Um, But but more recently, he's been in a lot more uh, than that. Uh, Call Me By Your Name. In fact, he got a, a lot of acclaim for back in 2017 um the man from uncle if you remember that movie he's been in and he's also up for a lot of of movies coming up in fact um a few that were completed we'll see how this goes because they've already they're already past post-production and one that he was supposed to do with jennifer lopez to start filming in the next couple of weeks uh, but he's not doing that anymore and i'll get to the, the why of it it's pretty gross and it's pretty disturbing. So I'm going to warn you about it now. I'm going to say some things that are probably going to make most people absolutely cringe. So I will give you a warning to that. Photos, videos, conversations, they were all published yesterday. Uh, the Daily Mail was one of the sources, but this person who had all of this information and decided to gather it from multiple women came forward to a couple of different media outlets. So you'll be able to find it at a couple different places, um, including scottandcat.ca, where I have a lot of these screenshots. He 
spoke with many different women over DM. And in these DMs, he talks about being aware that he's into weird stuff in the bedroom. And including fantasies of sexual assault, of rape, of cannibalism, of drinking blood, of having sex with someone while they're on their period because they enjoy blood that much. He would take photos of himself, and there's photos out there of him choking himself and showing them what he liked. Uh, That's one of a few things. I can give you a couple of conversations if you want. Okay, we can do this uncensored because it is the podcast. But nonetheless, even though it's the podcast, let me put this out here that this I saw today on scottandcat.ca. This is graphic, everybody. And if you don't want to hear these conversations, now is your chance to fast forward or hit pause or end this episode a little early. Okay, one of the conversations with one of these women that came forward, uh, I said, I'd like to cut you into little pieces, fucking little pieces and fucking those pieces. Can you send me a picture? I want to bite you again. Think of me eating you. What do you need uh, to walk for? You can just lay in a pile on the floor. I'll fuck you whenever I walk past you. Uh, Oh, my God. What? I know. Uh, Another one. He, by the way, talks about eating different foods, and he's posted photos of these foods before on his story for everyone to see, including like a pig's head, stuff that's not illegal or anything, like a pig's head that he was about to cook, um, a lot of pictures of raw meat, and now looking back, people go, okay, you've definitely got some kind of an obs- a weird obsession here. Um, one of the conversations is all on it from him. Uh, when you said that, it made me realize it's not just saying it. Uh, one time, a deer, I shot it, I ran up, I pulled out a knife, I cut the heart out, and I ate it. I ate it raw, still warm. I'd eat your heart if, it wasn't, if I wasn't stuck with you after. Uh, I didn't throw up. A friend of mine tried to take a bite. He threw up immediately. I took multiple bites and nothing. Um, another person uh, screenshotted something from him about his favorite movie. She says, I was looking into my DMs. And this is, by the way, so this is a woman who, had, who is anonymous, one of the women who is anonymous, sending this screen, these screenshots and these photos and these videos to someone else who then went public with the information. Um, Army told me once his favorite horror movie is Raw. It's a French movie literally about cannibalism. I did not know what it was. I was too lazy to Google it until now. It is really fucked up. Um, and it is a movie about cannibalism. But he says, favorite horror film is not strictly horror. It's fucking so good and sexy. It's called Raw. It's a French film. Um, so that's just one thing, right? To make you go, oh, okay. Uh, this guy's married, right? Okay, so he was. Um, oh, okay. He and his wife split after 10 years in the summer. Um, and if you're wondering about her. So apparently his wife knew of infidelity. And sources say that although she was aware of that, and that's one of the reasons for their split, she was not aware of his sick fantasies. I also want to point out the fact that if you go back to 2013, when he did an interview with Playboy, he talked about fantasies of choking. He did openly talk about how he had a lot of fantasies of choking and um, hair pulling and all those things that, okay, fine, that's fine if you're, everybody's consenting to it. But he admitted that his wife never consents to it and he kind of got over it. Um, I don't have the exact quote here, but basically he said, you know, my wife, uh, I'm not doing that to her because I respect her. So it's possible he just had a different kind of relationship with her, but on the side the whole time. And by the way, these messages go back to like 2015, 2016, 2017. It's unclear how many women are behind the allegations, but it seems many women at this point are going to be coming forward. So with that said, he's got this movie he's supposed to film with J-Lo in a couple of weeks, and they're they're just rushing to try to figure out who to cast because it just can't possibly be him. He's calling some of the claims uh, bullshit, but 
I mean, you look at the photos. So let's talk about the photos for a sec. I'll, uh, these photos that are screenshotted are are of his hand. What seems like it'd be very hard to Photoshop. He also has a movie script on a table as he's taking this photo um, and picture of him, like I said, making the choking gesture. There's video of him driving as well, driving while drinking and then licking a white crystallized substance. Gee, okay. what's that? Probably Coke. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Imagine doing a fucking well. line while you're driving. Like, yeah. give me a break. And it's hard to fake a video. I got to say, so that that one, okay. Uh, but all the other stuff, it's it's not great. So I'll tell you, actually, I found the quote because I did find this to be a, oh, how can this be wrong when you hear something like that? In an interview with Playboy, this is the Playboy interview from 2013. He told them about his any of his sexual wild habits. Quote, well, if you're married to a feminist as I am, I don't know how much we can put out there without my parents being embarrassed, but I used to like being a dominant lover. I like grabbing the neck and the hair, but then you get married and your sexual appetites change. I mean that for the better. It's not like I'm suffering in any way, but you can't pull your wife's hair. Uh, It gets to a point where you say, I respect you too much to do those things. Later on, he admitted he was very drunk during that interview. He says, let's just say in hindsight, 2020, do not drink during an interview. And he apologized to anybody who he offended, including his wife at the time. But everything was fine. And they ended up staying together until uh, over the summer. So, yeah, I don't know. His ex is apparently extremely shocked. One of his girlfriends that he had since his ex. So he and his ex broke up. um, And then he started dating uh, a writer named Jessica. She is outright saying she believes all of these things based on her experiences, although she is not giving us the exact the exact information that she has about her relationship. But he, she says, and I quote, it takes an army to hide a predator. Behind every abuser is a team of people working hard to cover up the trail. So that's wow. kind of her way of saying there's going to be much more coming out from this. So we'll keep our eye on it for sure. I'm, I'm looking at his, uh, his credits here. So you were right. He was in The Social Network. He was in The Lone Ranger. He was in Stan Lee's Mighty Seven, the man from UNCLE, uh, Call Me By Your Name. He was in that movie, Cars 3, a kid movie, Hotel Mumbai, uh, and he's got three movies in post-production. As far as TV shows are concerned, he was on Desperate Housewives, Veronica Mars, Gossip Girl. He made an appearance on The Simpsons, American Dad, and more. Arrested Development, crazy, just fucking crazy. Uh, oh, hey, uh, breaking news here. Can I give it to you? Yes, please. I just got an emergency alert. And it's not an Amber Alert, but it's from the emergency alert system. Mm-hmm. A stay-at-home order is in effect. Mm-hmm. Only leave home for essential purposes, such as food, health care, exercise, or work. It is the law. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. And then learn more here, and then the French translation. Wow, they're using the emergency alert system to remind yeah. people of the stay home. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you go anywhere, you're going to see it. But there are some people who don't, who are really closed off, who do not have social media. Maybe they don't even have cable. So that they, maybe this is their way to make, at least reach those who still have access to their to their smartphones, and just to make sure that the message is across. Which again, I think everyone's got it. But sure, why not use it if you have the system? Uh, quickly here, uh, cause I know that we're running a little low on time. Mm-hmm. We did go long a couple of times this week. Joe Biden is already demonstrating his influence. He has lined up an all-star performance for his watch at home. Please don't come to the Capitol inauguration. It's actually exactly what I figured it would be. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. This is exactly what I pictured. Uh, the inauguration, January 20th. I think most people know that's the date. Uh, Tom Hanks is going to host. 
Tom Hanks is hosting an inauguration. Yeah, Tom Hanks, because everyone can agree and love Tom Hanks. So I think it's a great pick. It's called Celebrating America, and there's going to be performances too. Justin Timberlake is going to perform, Demi Lovato, John Bon Jovi, and they say more will be announced. They usually have someone, who Beyonce did it for President uh, Barack Obama at the time. Uh, yeah. Was that just for the first dance, or isn't doesn't somebody sing the the anthem as well? Yeah, so Beyonce was definitely at the inauguration because I was there. I was only a few feet away from her and Jay-Z, which was great. But she did sing At Last, the Etta James song, for their first dance at the inaugural ball. Right. So they're not going to have that, the the ball as is, I'm obviously. But we'll have this celebration that we can all watch. And they're going to make sure that you have every chance to watch it because it's going to be on all the major networks. Plus, it's going to be on Amazon Prime. And then it's also going to be available on the social media pages for the presidential inaugural committee. So there you go. Okay. All right. Thank you for listening to After Nine today. The inauguration? Yeah. Uh, Usually I go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's going to look like in Washington this year. So I've decided that I'm not going. Also, I'm going to. Yeah, it's because I'm respecting the rules. I'm not traveling. No, I'm kidding. I I was planning to go, but I don't know what it's going to look like this year. I think it's going to be a little dangerous. And I don't know how close I can get this year because of the pandemic restrictions and because of the. Uh, the insurrection that happened there last week. I, I just don't know if I'm going to go. So I, no, I'm definitely not going. So I might watch it on TV. I'm also not that interested, though. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was it? so I was so inspired by Barack Obama. Joe Biden does nothing for me. Nothing. I just uh, he's not an inspirational leader to me, and I just don't. The whole thing feels skeezy to me. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest with you, I mean, we've been saying this since before the election. I don't think there's a ton of Democrats that are that fired up about Joe Biden either. I mean, I think everybody's fired up by the fact that he's not Donald Trump. Uh, yeah. But I don't know how many people yeah. are really into Joe well, I Biden. I think that's mainly the thing, right? It, it unfortunately comes down to that with a lot of elections is you pick the one that you you least hate. And yeah. that might have been the case here. So that's probably why you, you feel that way. I, I don't think you're alone there. So I will watch maybe a little bit of it. I'll catch the highlights or I'll just get them from you. Guys, you can get our top trending stories every single day on scottandcat.ca or you can listen to our FM radio show on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener. And uh, you hear that every hour at the bottom of the hour with Cat. Bottom of the hour is a very radio term. It is. People are like, what does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, Look at it like a clock. The bottom, the six, the half past. Yeah, that's when we do what's trending. Mm-hmm. I do the news at the top. Cat's at the bottom. I'm at the top. There we go. Uh, oh, we didn't even get a chance to talk oh. about the vaccines. Shit. Okay, let's do that tomorrow. Because what you said on the radio, I I was like blown away that you said that and you didn't even realize what you said. I want it in the ass. And I don't understand why I can't have it in the ass. Because I don't want to see it coming. I think that's exactly what you said. I want them to sneak up from behind me and put it in the ass. But I didn't. We'll come back to that tomorrow in After 9. Have yourselves a fabulous freaking Thursday. Go Leafs go. They won last night, even though it was really sloppy for the first half. They brought it together and they won. Uh, We'll see you tomorrow, everybody.